Hello, good morning, and welcome to the dancing original Loretta Brown show. We love to come dancing in, and I hope you do too. Anyway, radio to open the heart, heal the soul, awaken the consciousness. Benny. Yes, ma'am. Benny. Snowman. Snow Benny. Snow Benny. Snow Benny. Oh. Snowman Benny, but not all the way. But yes, in the Puget Sound area here where uh, Seattle and the studios are and all that, we have had a winter wonderland the last couple of days. Uh, standard for the area a lot of schools are shutting down and two hour delays so please look online or wherever your outlets are for those yeah. school closures and yeah. updates and everyone be safe out there be careful if you don't have to get out of course don't go out until you if you need to yeah no we're, it's snowing right now at mm-hmm. my place so we yeah we're not far snow. we're almost like a high five away yeah yeah high five quick there you go <laughs> <laughs> thanks benny <laughs> uh, and for those people that made snowmen uh that made my walk so fun thank you so much there were snowmen drinking out of bottles. People ah, they were they they were uh, post uh, Thanksgiving <laughs> celebration. I would say yeah, right. it was antifreeze for ah, sure. Oh, of yeah, course, yeah, yeah. of That's course. That's gotta be what it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, man, I have a great show for you. It's one of my favorite subjects. We're going to be talking about dreams and the dream world. So please stick around. Uh, I am the owner of Reiki Oasis, located right here in the Greater Seattle area, for the last twenty-eight years. I've got some wonderful things coming up. People have been asking every year at the end of the year, I do a a New Year's uh, prayer bundle, Despacho. It is an ancient ceremony, helping to get rid of all the energies of 2022 and setting intentions to dream in 2023. Yeah, I had to say it. I had to put it in there. That's what's going on. But it's going to be Thursday night, December 29th. It will be located at Reiki Oasis, very limited seating at Reiki Oasis. And so if you want to attend, you need to sign up now. It's already half full before I even advertise it. And go to schedule.reikioasis.com and and get in on there. I'm also doing a Crystal Bowl Sound Healing concert on the winter solstice. And uh, you can find information about that on Eventbrite or just go to my Facebook page. Uh, For those people that are making um, appointments, I am in the office Wednesdays and Fridays. Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday are remote sessions through Zoom or some other format. So please be aware of that. Thank you so much. I got to get into the astrology. So much going on. Here we are. Welcome December, the last month of 2022. What will happen? this month apparently a lot Uh, we have some amazing energy coming in december 7th we have a fiery gemini full moon we also have some amazing galactic energy with the antara stargate unlocked from december 2nd to 4th and the sun aligning with the galactic center from december 18 to 20 and as we get to the end of the month the energy is going to slow down so become aware of that You might feel a little bit challenged if you're going to be traveling. Please give yourself a little extra time for everything with that energy slowing down. And Mercury goes retrograde December 29th, joining Mars, which has been retrograde since October. So like I said, anytime we have retrograde energy, all it does is give you a chance to look backwards. And then the thing I really wanted to talk about is the volcano Mauna Loa the largest volcano in the world located on the big island of Hawaii, where my daughter lives, Aloha, Jenny Brown, I love you forever. 
it began erupting uh, last Sunday after lying quietly for 38 years. The eruption began two weeks after the dwarf planet, Haumea, who bears the name and the frequencies of the creatrix of Hawaii, spiritual pantheon, and mother of the volcano goddess Pele, Haumea entered Scorpio for the first time in almost 300 years and came into big flow with her ancient sister, the edge dweller, Chaos. Hmm, creation and chaos joined hands. Right behind her was the asteroid Pele, a tiny fragment from the solar system's creation era, connecting us with the frequencies of cosmic birth. I did mention a while back that on October 22nd, Haumea and Venus lined up at 29 degrees of Libra, the ruling sign of Venus, the Venus star point. 29 degrees is considered a very karmic degree and can enhance planetary influences. Interestingly, the last time Mauna Loa began erupting in March of 1984, yeah, where were you in 1984? Haumea and Pele were also conjunct in 20 degrees Virgo. And last time though, Haumea was not forming a trine with chaos. So these two have been coming together for six years now, creating massive waves of energy twice a year since 2016. Take a moment, what's been happening in your life, in your world and in our world since 2016. Chaos, creation, and cosmic birthing. So these trines, there's going to be 24 in all. The trines is those three coming together. Haumea, Pele, the mother, the daughter, and chaos. It won't stop until 2028. And as Mauna Loa erupted, Pele made an exact conjunction with both Haumea and chaos. So Haumea has the ability to birth the new out of her limbs. Yeah, out of every part of her. She's not destructive in her nature, but she does follow the flow of things in order to restructure and birth the new. The planet, the little dwarf planet, Haumea, by the way, is shaped like a pink egg with about eight moons around her and a, and a couple of rings. If you love it, put a ring around it. Be prepared for this new birth, egg-shaped planet. And we're talking big stuff. Sometimes the earth steps forward and she, she signals things. And so though for those of you paying attention, she is signaling. I've been watching it, of course, since my daughter lives over there. And I was noticing yesterday that they, they call it Pele's hair when that lava is flowing and there's a certain amount of, well, it's, it's like glass that moves through the air and it lands and it looks like hair strings of lava hair over the mountain. So um, it's not particularly dangerous at this point. I mean, obviously don't go jump in a lava hole, right? <laughs> It'll be really hot and fiery, but um, it does bring us into a new awareness of where we are on planet earth. Um, on December 3rd, Neptune stations direct. And the reason I bring that in is Neptune is the planet of illusion, high dreams, creativity and unconditional love. And when it stations direct, we're reminded to connect with our intuition and our dream world. So with all of this cosmic energy, all of this newness, all of this December, all of this 
um, you know, I always do a little dreaming, a little meditation of my own. And uh, yesterday morning, my guides woke me up and they said, dream it, dream a new world, Loretta, dream a new world. So on that, I have the perfect guest <laughs> for us today. My guest is Mikhail Clark. And of course, I've said his name Americanized, I apologize. He's a licensed therapist, a dream expert, an international speaker on dreams, and the author of a great book called Dream Guidance, Connecting to the Soul Through Dream Incubation. Mikhail has studied different dream traditions. He's worked with African shamans, Western dream workers, Eastern dream traditions, Jungian psychology, and has integrated them into his unique way of engaging and being with dreams. And in his book, he provides practical and valuable information on how dreams can help us in all areas of our daily lives and our personal development. And he's also the founder of the Young Society of Utah, as well as the Young Platform. My goodness, welcome to the show. You couldn't be here on a better day. I'm excited to be here, Loretta, and uh, indeed uh, a synchronistic uh, uh, moment uh, how to dream the next uh, world into being yeah I think how is dreaming or maybe she's acting upon her dream right you know yeah so I have so many questions I have like 54 questions I don't even know where to begin <laughs> um, the dream world and dreaming has been a long time interest of mine you know I'm very mm. interested in the altered consciousness the the subconscious, the other, whatever you want to call it, right? So I just let's just launch in. How did you how did you get into this world of dreaming? Um let yeah, let's just begin there because I'm gonna ask like six questions instantly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It it it's a, it's such a fascinating topic and it's so great to speak with someone who has also this natural affinity towards the world of dream and its inhabitants. I uh, was in my early twenties, I was stuck in my life. I hadn't dealt well with uh, the loss of uh, my father who died when I was 10. And now looking backwards, I can see if uh, one doesn't tend well to grief and loss that actually builds up and forms a depressive uh, wall or cloud around uh, a person. So that also happened to me. I was in the depths of a depressive uh, pit or cloud and uh, didn't know what to do, had uh, no sense of, uh, of purpose. And by some fortunate chance, I stumbled upon the works of Carl Jung, who is this Western uh, uh, psychiatrist who uh, developed a, uh, this ex very extensive uh, theory on, on psychology, but also on how to work with dreams. And so it gave me a, a way of uh, looking at my own dreams. And then I started to see that dreams uh, portray uh, where we are in life and where life is flowing towards and that there's an innate healing quality in dreams. And so in the depths of the darkness, I found this little light in my dreams that uh, then uh, came into being and, I, and, uh, and my life changed radically for the better. So I've ever since holding fast to this lifeline called dreams. Um, so you did some dream work around the death of your father, did your father come to you in dreams or that that was one of the one of the surprising elements for me at that time i had some sense that there might be something that that was at best a belief 
and uh, and in dreams i started to see that uh, have experiences where uh, the deceased would uh, visit among them my father and so uh, i got a sense that life uh, went on after death and that this life gets therefore a particular sense of meaning the relationship got reestablished in a completely different way but uh, uh, there was again a kind of a living connection and that was so healing and uh, and it's so important that it comes out of one's own experience and with me many and probably you many people have had uh, a deceased one visit them in a dream and that can uh, can just uh, change life uh, uh, so radically for the better to know oh the loved one is there they care it's okay with them uh, life goes on after death and whatever else that uh, implicates um, i've got a question for you because you know i do have a lot of people that come to me and they'll say you know i dreamt about my my deceased loved yeah. one um and they'll say do you do you think it was really them how, how do you know if it's really them or if you're processing yeah you know it's what a, i'm asking it, it's it's a great question i pondered upon that as well and um it it is possible that the dream uh uses a uh, deceased loved one as a symbol so the, the question is, is this symbolically my, my dad or my husband or my grandfather, or is this a real visitation? And um, uh, you, usually uh, uh, people have a certain feeling experience that they feel, oh, this was a calm. I was very calm in the dream. Uh, the deceased one was calm. Uh, it portrayed, it felt just like then when I was with them, uh, they show up, uh, sometimes they show up multiple times and they come in the same form. They have the same dress or the same clothes. Uh, the, the, the feeling tone and the experience is different. That is usually, uh, and, and the person sometimes has the feeling, I, this, it felt like. And of course, it's somewhat a belief on a certain moment, but uh, that makes me believe, think that's a real visitation. Yeah, I was, um, I, I was, you know, going through my own files while you were talking, and, you know, when my father passed away, I had a, a, a you know, how you're you're really asleep, and then you're like, it kind of a waking dream, like, am I awake? Am I asleep? You know, mm -hmm. where I was like, he was uh, asking me if it was okay for him to go, uh, yeah, and yeah. right. And then I remember going, yeah, sure. And then I, and then I woke up and I was like, oh my goodness, what was mm. that? Yes. Right. And, and, and that's one of, uh, it, it's very touching. And I think yeah. uh, it's, it, of course, it, it was followed by his, uh, his, his death. Yes, so was. then you know, oh yeah, this, this was that coming by and saying goodbye, which is a phenomenon that, uh, that you see, uh, somewhat rel uh, relatively uh, often happening to people that are somewhat attuned to it that the deceased one comes by in a dream or in this dreamlike state and says and, and kind of give a hug or say goodbye or just waves or comes by with uh, with with uh, 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 their travel uh, stuff and then they go on a journey and um, and uh, yeah, and that that would be then a real visit. I would say that would be a real visitation. Yeah, I I'm I'm sure it was. I was thinking when you were talking, you know, we often use the words dream world, 
right? Yeah. And and there is the concept that we are the the dreamer is dreaming us, right? Right. And like who is the dreamer and yeah. who, who is the dreamed? Yes. Right. Um, when we're when we're dreaming, and and I want to get more into that, like your specifics about how to set this all up, but when we're entering into that dream space. I don't know if this is an appropriate question. How do you define the world that we step into? Um, is it another world? Is it the? Is it just the other side of the veil? Is it some expanded state of consciousness? Yeah, it's a, it's a marvelous question, and it uh, really lies at the heart of uh, about the nature of reality. Mm -hmm. What uh, we know from experience is uh, that uh, uh, when we dream. And everyone that is watching or listening can go back to a recent dream they had or a dream that was very intense. And if you go back into that dream, you will notice that you in the dream that you are somewhere and that there are others and that you're interacting. So this suggests that you're indeed in a world. You're in a world where there are others that behave independently from you, that do things sometimes surprising and um and uh, you're awake you're you're not very aware that you're in the dream state but your your mind is awake during during dreaming mm -hmm. and uh we forget about it because our short-term memory doesn't work so well but the but the wild thing is we're we're awake in that world and uh and so from our experience we know it's a world and the world is just an ongoing creation and uh, and the, the dream world is 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 our own mind or soul that creates that world, but it's partly built up by our beliefs and thoughts and expectations, but also a mystery factor, because uh, uh, we didn't create uh, that visiting us, and we can meet uh, uh, other beings that have uh, really valuable information to share. Or so we th these worlds are creations in the moment. So it's not a fixed place so much, but ongoing creations that can be shared or can be individual. And uh, that is, uh, but, the, but the important thing is the dream is a world we find ourselves in, where we engage with other beings that contains sometimes a lot of uh, wisdom. Yeah, I'm fascinated. I'm absolutely like, I'm so fascinated with the world that we step into, you know, that yeah. other place. And like you said, I've always wondered, why is it, you know, like in the morning, if I move at all, uh, the dream is gone. And I'm like, ah, oh, ah, oh, what yeah, was yeah, that, yeah. right? Yeah. I, it was ah, right? And uh, so that that mind or that reality or that level of, of brainwave pattern, whatever it is that, that we go into, into our dream body, you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah. It, it's yeah. because of the short-term memory that yeah. uh, doesn't function at night. But that, <laughs> but that same world comes into being when we uh, have a daydream or we fantasize or even when we read a book. Uh, once we read a book and the whole, whole story comes around us. And if you really go back to when you read it and you ask yourself, where did they see this? And first you think, oh, it's here, maybe in my mind. But your mind was portraying. You were walking through the forest and then you really start seeing everything. That's that's another manifestation of this other world that that uh, that is coexisting to this world that com just comes into being that's created in that moment. And that's that is very identical to the dream world. And so we constantly live in these in these 
worlds and this world is in in a, in a weird way also somewhat created by our own mind by which it paints over our existing what we see yeah you can see you i know you can sense me and, and see i'm just going crazy in my head because i keep going back to that comment from my guides you know dream a new world dream it into existence yeah, yeah. and while you were talking i mean i want to get to your book and and how all of this can help us but i was also thinking about what people talk about with you know a manifestation where they're like you mm -hmm. know imagine it get yourself in it and you're yeah. you're actually daydreaming it yes okay. it's, it's similar similar uh similar uh way of how this happens and then it uh the, the key question is what do you want to dream into existence and uh, uh because it works on multiple levels but what you what really people are really after are things as uh, uh joy happiness uh health <laughs> yeah uh, and and sometimes we think oh it is we we wanna we wanna have it in this arena or we think it's the money money can make you happy but what really makes a person happy is this connection to one soul that expresses itself in the delivery of our gift and purpose in the world and so how do you manifest this new world is figuring out how do i manifest to gift and purpose so i can bring that into the world and that will translate in meaning happiness fulfillment and usually also uh, sufficient finances the right friends and uh, and then yeah we live a life that uh, is, is truly uh, is foundationally uh, coming from a place of happiness well and 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 that's the whole point right yeah so yeah how how do we how do we do that um so oh, does everybody dream everybody dreams uh, uh, scientific research shows that uh, that everybody dreams. Uh, people that have a pet, they will have, might have noticed that their pet is uh, is uh, <laughs> chasing a mouse or whatever they do. And uh, so, so at least all all sentient beings are dreaming, and uh, and maybe even uh, even uh, uh, if if the if everything is a manifestation of the soul, then the soul is alive in even trees and uh and something there might uh, might also uh, be happening um do you have you ever done any work with people that sleepwalk yeah i have uh, uh not much but uh uh yeah sleepwalking i, I was just thinking about that like <laughs> never mind <laughs> not me someone else right <laughs> or that moving while they're sleeping yeah, mm -hmm. thing. yeah okay so it's not just pets that do that by the way people yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 normally at night uh, uh, our body uh, goes somewhat paralyzed so we don't act out uh, the dream but the sleepwalk is just an uh, another variation in that spectrum where um when do we start dreaming do we do that as babies yeah uh, even yeah. Uh, even before birth uh, they've now seen that uh, the areas in the brain lit up that uh, are associated with dreaming yeah so does every dream that we have have some kind of meaning well um i think that uh, there is a purpose to uh, to 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 uh, uh to the activities that we have and uh, uh maybe some dreams have more to do with uh, the digesting of uh, the day-to-day -day emotions others have to do maybe with the formation of memory and uh, i think also a lot of dreams have uh, have a purpose by which they anticipate the future. 
So I think that a big part of dreaming the world into being is that it already is happening. Mm -hmm. And our dream is not just a response to yesterday, but it's also an anticipation on the next day. It's like life is flowing and you can see in the, in the dream where it's flowing towards, what, what wants to unfold in, uh, in a person. Yeah, and I'm also thinking how dreams are often very symbolic mm -hmm. and um, probably um, that's something we could spend a little bit of time on, like how do you interpret those dreams? Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of these dream uh, interpretation books and things like that out there. Yeah. Do you, yeah. What do you, what's your comment on that? Well, uh, dreams are uh, very personal manifestations of your soul. So if uh, this was a dream and I would be thinking, gosh, I'm, uh, I'm mumbling along, maybe uh, uh, my previous boss comes in the room and starts shaking his hand. If there was a dream, we would then ask, what do you associate to previous boss? And I would say, oh, he was very critical. So criticalness takes on the form and shape of the previous boss. Well, uh, I feel he's critical, but his wife might think he's a fantastic dad. He must have completely different associations to this person. Mm. And so uh, all these feelings that we have, they, they take on uh, figures that we, that we have associations to. And uh, so uh, if you dream about a, a horse, it might have something to do with an instinctual force, but one is being bitten by a horse, the other loves horses, then the person didn't get a horse when they were young. So the whole, whole relationship to the dream figure differs, and that, that makes a big difference on the in, uh, personal interpretation. So if people, so I'm not a big fan of, of the books. I think they can give some, something, but I, I think what people better can do is ask yourself the question, uh, either what do I associate to this figure or even an object? And if it's an object, people can ask, what is the function of? And so let's say it's a car. What's the function of the car? Well, the car uh, makes me move through life, brings me from A to B. Ah, okay, the way you move through life. And what happens in car? Oh, I can't uh, get to the brake. Oh, okay, what is the brake? Oh, uh, slowing down, uh, stopping. Oh, so you're moving through life and you can't slow down. Is that something you recognize? No. And then you look at, did it happen or might it be laying in the future? Yeah, I love that. Um, I, I agree with you. I'm not a big fan of the dream books, you know, that say this equals that um, because it is very, very personal. And like you say, I mean, I might have a very different reaction to a horse than you do and so forth and so on. Right. Yeah. 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 So um, we're going to take a little station break. This is Loretta Brown, my guest today, Michael Clerk, and his great book, Dream Guidance, Connecting to the Soul Through Dream Incubation. And uh, don't go away, because when we get back, we are going to talk about what is dream, dream incubation, what are the steps, how do, we, how do we set this up? You know, I'm a practical girl, like give me the information and tell me what to do with it. So anyway, we're going to take a little station break and we'll be right back. Did you know that Reiki healing can be done at a distance? It's true. So let Reiki Oasis focus powerful energy to help relieve your stress, grief, sadness, anger, and so much more. Convenient, personalized treatments at a distance can increase lightness of being. During your appointment, find a quiet place to lie down or sit to receive healing energies. If you want help with your dis-ease, visit ReikiOasis.com. 
harness life's energy. Visit ReikiOasis.com today. Do you make a positive difference in the world? Do you have a talent, philosophy, base of knowledge, product or service that you know could help a lot of people if only you could reach them? Join Alternative Talk 1150's family of broadcasters and start walking down a fruitful path. As host of your very own program, dial 425-653-1150 and find out just how affordable it can be to have a show on 1150 AM. That's 425-653-1150. Alternative Talk, we have an opportunity waiting just for you. Chris Domine is a husband, father, an athlete, even an Iron Man. But 10 years ago, Chris's kidneys were failing. The doctor said, if you don't get a kidney transplant, you are going to die. Chris received a second chance, made possible by an organ donor. Your well-being changes from loss of hope to better times ahead. What could you make possible as an organ, eye, and tissue donor? Leave behind the gift of life. Go to organdonor.gov, U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. Alternative Talk 1150, here to uplift your day. (laughs) It's always a a dance party and a dream party. Yeah, I love it. Welcome back to the original Loretta Brown show. I am the original Loretta Brown. Who knew? (laughs) There's imposters. I'm sorry. I love all you Loretta Browns anyway. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'm the owner of Reiki Oasis in the greater Seattle area. Find out more about me at ReikiOasis.com. All of these shows, and my guest today is Mikhail Clerk. <laughs> I'm going to have him pronounce his name for you in a minute. And uh, But the shows are all archived at KKNW 1150 Archives, and they are downloaded for free. We're also on iTunes, uh, Podcast One, Spotify, uh, YouTube. We're all over the place. Please go. Wonderful, wonderful shows, and they're all there. So Mikhail would you pronounce your name for me, please? Yes, it's it's a Dutch name, so the C-H is pronounced as a ch, and then, so it's Machiel. Machiel. Yes, you got it. You got it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you to my Dutch ancestry. <laughs> they're they're stepping, stepping in and stepping forward. <laughs> they are. They're like, come on. And, and, and maybe we should mention the World Cup. I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't. <laughs> you, you, you already did. We have uh, Saturday... United States versus the Netherlands. Yep, and we know who we're rooting for. So anyway, we love them all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to dream about that now. Um, I would love for us to get into the uh, real meaty part of this. So let's talk about dreams, dream incubation, and how do people set this up? How can we use this information to help ourselves? Yeah. So dream incubation is the very old method of asking your dream a question before you go to bed in order to have a helpful dream response. And this has been done throughout history in the Greek tradition and India and Buddhism, African shamanism, all around the world and currently also in the West. People figured out there is inside of us some wisdom, a healing agent uh, that we can, uh, can engage with and that is interested in helping us on our life journey. So with that as the starting point, uh, it, we, we can look at how do we ask and engage with this uh, inner healer, inner wisdom in a way that, uh, that is successful. And uh, I studied all these traditions and as a therapist in my own practice and, and work, and I came to a five-step, five steps that distillated all these uh, these insights and experiences and people can ask questions around health 
And uh, uh, research at Harvard University showed that uh, health questions has a very high uh, positive uh, response from the dream. Uh, people can ask uh, questions as, how can I love myself more deeply? Um, how can I grow my business so that it would help uh, myself and other people? Actually, anything that is relevant to a person's life path. So if I ask a question that is too general or not really relevant, uh, like what did my neighbor have for dinner last night? Mm. <laughs> the, the, the inner healer thinks, why are you bothering with that? Focus on you, focus on your life. If you then ask a question as, uh, uh, what is uh, a blind spot uh, in me that I don't see? Now at once, this, this, this companion that we all have, the larger spirit, is like, whoa, Loretta or Machil, you really want to know about your blind spot? Let me help you. I'm going to uh, present this to you so that you can, uh, can become uh, more kind, more wise, more, uh, more helpful to other people. So if people have a question, and we all, I guess we all walk around with challenges uh, uh, around in life. How can I eat better? Whatever it is, take the one that is really relevant uh, that for people listening now. Take, take uh, the one question or two questions that pop up that come, uh, come to mind that you're busy working with. And usually the first one is the best. And uh, go ahead. I, I want to ask a question yeah. about that. <laughs> I want to ask a question about asking questions. Um, mm -hmm. But I think this is so vitally important. And you actually point this out in your book. And you have examples of, uh, you know, questions or, or things to to ask. Um, sometimes I think people are asking too many questions. Like, yeah, like, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll let you answer yeah, that. How do I find a partner and uh, grow my business and yeah. uh, lose weight? Right. And it's like, uh, whoa, all three relevant and uh, one at a time. So uh, um, it's uh, 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 first identify the area that you want to ask a question around, whether it is health or uh, loving yourself or... And then uh, step two is really uh, figuring out the right question to ask and spend a little bit of time there is my advice because it, I've seen that this technique hinges on two things. One is asking or setting up the right question and two is, is creating the right ritual. And with that is you get in a state of uh, consciousness or in the right frequency that makes you uh, more available to receive the information or to trigger the healing response. So, but let's start with the question. Recently, there was a man who was uh, came in my, uh, my private practice, said, can I ask a question about, uh, I want a date again. He had uh, divorced a year ago, had been on a couple of dates, didn't go so well. He said, I want to find a, a great partner. Can I ask that? Yeah, of course. That is relevant to your life. The larger awareness, delights in helping and uh, uh, if you want to do it on your own the larger awareness allows you to do that too it's really non-judgmental that way but why not tap into the the wisdom that uh, we have and so he uh, he said uh, i want to find this partner and he i said okay think think about uh, it a little bit and he was thinking and he said mr mom said what i really want to know is what is my biggest obstacle in dating oh. Because he thought, if I figure out the obstacle, yeah. 
the rest will follow. And so he, that, that was a really great question. And what he also did in that question was, hey, what, is, what is my biggest obstacle? Not all, what my obstacles, because obstacles are secretly already multiple. And now you can just focus on what is my biggest one. And if you tackle that, you can do what is another one. And you can ask follow-up questions like, what's my biggest obstacle? And then you figure it out. And then you can say, how can I best uh, solve this uh, obstacle or overcome this obstacle or relate to this obstacle? So you can really see it. It's not just a one-time, you can use it for a one-time uh, question. But if you really connect with it, you can can engage with it for on a journey. It doesn't have to be daily, but you use it from time to time to help you guide through life. So one question at a time, make it an open-ended question. Those are those are really uh, almost like if people ask the tarot question, you also ask more questions. What does it look like for me to go to, to take this job or to go to this city? Open-ended. Yeah, I, I'm relating it to, um, you know, I'm a channel, I'm an intuitive, right? So a lot of people come to me and they'll say, what do what do my guides or God, the universe, have to say to me today? And I go, they love you. What would you like mm -hmm. to know? Right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. Well, yeah. I, I stumbled upon the the, the same uh, same insight. You, I, I I contributed to free will. That uh, um, you can go left and right, but if you would say what uh, what would be uh, how would I serve the world best, or what where would I be most happy? Right. Uh, then, uh, then it gives an answer. It is not like there's one path and you should follow that. No, you are creating your own path into the future with a certain set of skills that you have. You cannot become anything you like. The sunflower can become a sunflower and not a rose. I cannot become a basketball player or uh, something else that where I just don't have a talent. But I can become close to my talent with an engagement with the with the world what presents so you create a tapestry and that is the that creation element world is created every second and it is uh, fresh new and that uh, that gives also a sense of aliveness but there's not a shoot you should not do this that's uh, that's the wrong type of thinking yeah yeah i so agree with you uh you're tapped in um so dream incubation so the first thing is the question yeah uh, identify the the subject the area then okay. you develop a good question and then the third step is uh, uh engage in a ritual and the ritual is a third step it's actually the whole process in itself is one big ritual and with a ritual i mean that you create a psychological or energetic space that communicates to the other side that you are interested, that you are grateful for the connection and the insight that is about to come, that you will do something with this, that this is really meaningful to you. And so you, you, you build up the expectation. It's a form of an intention setting. You focus on your problem or the thing you want to know and and that is is in itself a reality creating principle that is what you can see in dreams what creates the dream world those are the active ingredients <coughs> sorry the active ingredients in the placebo this is how you trigger the healing response or the reality creating response 
So it's a really great fit with the show you had. How do you create reality? Well, I call it ritual, but it's intention with focus, with will, with expectation, in combination with this mystery source. Because that that really, you, you can clean your wound, but the body will, will heal. We don't truly heal. It's something in us that does that for us or gives us the insight. And um, so that part is really, really important for the success of, uh, of this method. Wow. Um, what you just said rang so true in within me, and it's it to me is really powerful, especially um, setting this up as a ritual and then really engaging with that, like, like I am going to do something with this information. I'm not just a curiosity seeker. I'm not, you know, I'm just, I'm going to do something with it. Um, and also, I, I've got to throw this in. It's a little side note, but it's what activated in me. Um, in Loretta's mutated version of, of Brahma and, and the creation of all things, you know, Brahma is the creator God. So Brahma created chaos, right? So mm -hmm. it's just making mm -hmm. me think of the astrology. There's chaos, right? And said, oh, my goodness. Um, wow. Now what? And um, basically, uh, I'll say prayed. It's my mutated version. And out of him came the form of the goddess, right, in, in uh, Sarasvati, who gave him, you know, wisdom and om and, you know, direction, like direct it, like direct it with your voice, right, with your intention. And then chaos was formed into things, which makes me think again of Haumea and chaos and Pele, right, the birthing of, of yeah, the cre yeah. creatrix, right. And so I'm being with that energy in what you're saying about this dream incubation. And I'm kind of just going, wow, you know, we could, we can't really make this up, Mikhail, you know, with us talking today of all days and talking about the dream world and talking about how to bring this into our own lives. So I just wanted to throw that in there. So please continue. So this ritual can be anything that you want, light a candle. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. I've looked at all these traditions. And then you see uh, one uh, in uh, in the Islamic tradition. You have this prayer, and you do it this. Uh, you do it twice, and then you, and another one says you need to do a candle and sleep sleep on your left side, and there you need to drink some goat milk. And what it what it is, they all have the ritual, right. but the ritual is not the same. Which which you just come to the I came to the conclusion like oh it's not about which ritual it is that you do a ritual. And it's not really the candle, it is that you light this candle to communicate to the other side that you are interested in having a relationship. And you can just talk to it as if it is a wise old friend that is there. And you say, hey, old friend, I'm lighting the candle and I invite you to be here. And this is, a, is an issue that is really on my mind it's chaotic in my life and i yeah. know this is the right time to birth the next please come in so it is the underlying heart-based feeling and then you can just your let your own imagination yeah. spark if in your imagination comes up that oh i'm going outside and make today because it snows a little snow figure of two people who found each other because i'm looking for more love mm -hmm. then that's a beautiful spontaneous ritual 
and, uh, and, and, and that is what is the working ingredient. Now, it's also that if you do the same, if you do it and it works, it's very good to repeat it. So the, if the candle did it, it works, then you create a conditioning effect. Yeah. That's why these, these traditions have the same, because people did it, it worked, and then they tell each other, hey, this worked. Now you start believing it worked. Now it works even better because you believe it works. You see the other people, we all believe it. And that creates that expectation by which it actually also happens. And, and also all the research in placebo shows that. But that is when you talk about creation out of chaos is let it go and then focus, intention, ritual, and then something new can be born. Yeah. I'm like, yes, <laughs> <laughs> go World Cup. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was just causing trouble. Okay. <laughs> so is it important that you write this down? Is it important yeah. that you have yeah. like a dream journal or something? Yeah. Uh, you want to write down the question because I've noticed uh, for myself and the, and, the, and the people I work with that uh, you come to a really great question. And then the next morning, if I, gosh, did I ask, how can I uh, uh, lose weight or what should I do to lose weight or why can I not lose weight? And now at once it's, what did I really ask? Yeah. And the dream is a response to the question. So if you don't know the question, the dream starts becoming really uh, uh, difficult. So you run right down the question before you go to bed. In bed, you meditate just for one or two minutes on it. You sleep, hopefully you have a dream, and then write it down upon waking. Just like what you said, I wake up and, oh my gosh, what was it? Stay in, stay in the same position. Don't, uh, don't panic. Just tell it, uh, hey, dream, if you're there, uh, feel free to come back. Maybe you feel it somewhere in your body. And then at once, it, it's like, oh, there it is again. Repeat it two or three times because then it gets stored in your memory. And it's like, oh, I'm walking uh, through uh, the jungle. Then I see so-and-so. Uh, I'm walking through the jungle, see so-and-so. You get up, write it down. And that in itself also honors the dream response that you really have this relationship with this mystery and that you let it know, Hey, I asked you something, you come tell me something. I'm going to write it down. It's not, I'm going to dismiss this and uh, that was nothing. No, I'm going to take it. And then I'm going to puzzle on it uh, because half of those dreams are very clear and the other half really requires puzzling. Yeah. Right. Yeah. As we touched on before, what happens if you can't remember your dream or, uh, yeah. What happens if you can't remember? Yeah. Uh, which happens yeah. Uh, uh, often enough, then uh, just do it again. If it's an important issue, uh, uh, you just tell, uh, tell the mystery, Hey, uh, uh, I'm so sad. I didn't remember it. It's important. Uh, you do your rituals again and, uh, and, and until you get an answer. Sometimes if I don't think it's big enough, I stop after a couple of days if I don't remember it because then I think, oh, no remembrance is maybe also an answer. Like oh, figure it out yeah. on your own or sure. you ask the wrong question. And, uh, but that's, that's, it's an individual relationship that people can build. But don't worry, ask it a couple of times. And dream recall comes really back by putting your focus on it. Yeah. Um, I've also had this experience was I, I didn't really remember the dream, but somewhere along the 
next couple of days, I like get an answer. Mm. Like some, somebody mm -hmm. says something, is that? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it, 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 it can come in the dream, but something in, in us is activated and we might have a synchronistic event. We open the book in the right space. Yeah. Someone tells us, uh, hey, have you thought about this and this? And you go like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. Uh, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a, obviously have an active imagination, yeah. let's put it that way. Yeah. And I'm thinking when you're talking, so we could explore all kinds of things. We could explore our health, yeah. our, our relationships, our, our money, our mm -hmm. the growing of our business. Mm -hmm. um, ETs, mm -hmm. angels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could, you could, you could ask. Uh, uh, um, you could ask the deceased one. Do you have a message for me? You could say a uh, uh, spirit guide or angel. Uh, is there anything? Uh, please show me something that's important for me to see, and then just see what they show, and then really take it serious. If you think yeah. it's really mundane. May, why why would they do a mundane thing? Yeah, not everything is uh, ecstatic uh, uh, experience. Sometimes it's in the mundane, but but really take it as hey, they're communicating, they're showing me this. Even if you don't know what it is, do something with the dream. If it's uh, you see something, uh, drink a, a, a glass of tea, and you don't know, just make a cup of tea, ritualize that, say hey. I'm doing this as a response to the dream. Then that the relationship is established and it doesn't stop there. Then, like you said, maybe maybe the synchronistic event falls a little bit later, but you have you show you show that you are serious about it. Yeah. And then it will trigger seriousness back. It it very often mirrors our face that we turn towards it. Oh, I love that comment. Um yeah, the ritual part of it, I'm, I'm really, really am grabbing a hold of that, even for my own self, because it's like it, the, the energy, the attention you put into something, like you said, that mirror effect, and to let it know, it, it whatever it is, maybe you mm -hmm. know what it is, <laughs> the dream world, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, that, you're, that you're really going to pay attention. You actually want to establish a relationship and begin a dialogue. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, beautiful. Yes. Um, you know, people talk about things like lucid dreaming or, um, uh, uh, you know, let's be in each other's dreams or mm -hmm. things like that. Can you just comment on that? Well, a lucid dream is a dream in which you know that you're dreaming. So you're walking around. Recently, I was uh, dry, uh, bicycling uh, through my street and I saw my house and at once was like, oh, my gosh. I'm asleep in that house. This is a dream. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I and, love and, it. and what, what it allows is then you can do uh, uh, experiments. And because that reality responds so quickly, you can yell out, is there anyone with a message for me? Or please show me something important to see or fly around or snuggle with your favorite person. Uh, you can do a whole series, but uh, you can use it for personal development. So that is a lucid dream. And then you asked another question that I forgot. Um, yeah, I did too. <laughs> <laughs> Must not have been important. Um, I was talking about people dreaming uh, oh, together. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, it, it happens. I've heard very uh, reliable uh, um, uh, anecdotes 
of people saying, "Hey, I was in a uh, was sitting in a in a little car, and you were sitting in front of me." And that the person says, "What? I was dreaming that you were sitting behind me." And then they would describe that car so accurately, and they were both like, "How is this possible?" So it looks like that in the dream space, there are these 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 worlds com- can come together, and we can meet you and I could meet in the dream space. Yeah. And uh, yeah. yeah, I was going to ask you, did you dream my my radio program? <laughs> <laughs> I maybe no this, dream, you know, I I'm no like, dream recall. Yeah, maybe this is a dream here, right? You know, I'm always like, am I awake? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we're down to like the last two minutes. I want to make sure I show the your book to people. Dream guidance, connecting to the soul through dream incubation. Mikhail Clerk, K L E R K. Um, in the last like minute, <laughs> what is the young platform? Where can people find you? And what do you really want to say to people? The young platform is a company that I managed. It's born out of a dream, a dream I had at night that it took as a suggestion to build a platform for soul and psychological and depth psychological spiritual perspectives. A lot of Jungian psychology, like shadow work and synchronicity and dreams and archetypes but also African shamanism and uh, and many other programs. So they can find it on Jung platform, J-U-N-G platform.com with great uh, uh, accessible programs with world-class teachers. And um, I want to wish people uh, uh, just uh, fun with experimenting. There's a, uh, the other side just loves to be engaged. Don't have to take it uh, too, uh, too uh, serious. It's, it's serious play. Uh, ask something, figure out your own relationship. Uh, I think my book gives a really uh, a yes, practical structure uh, to do that, but uh, then make it make it your own. That's beautiful. And I do want to just say again, get just get dream guidance, right? Connecting to the soul through dream incubation. Mikhail has, it, it's really, it's an easy read uh, filled with all kinds of stuff. And this dream incubation thing, I really highly recommend everybody give it a try. I mean, we are in the stages of creating, co-creating a new world. Um, Gosh, what if we dreamt it together? Beautiful. A better world. I mean, we did a good job with what we got now. Anyway, thank you so much, everybody. Have a great, great week. Lots of love to you all. And Mikhail Clark, thank you for being on my show.